The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and happy Friday. Welcome to the end of the week. And I am glad you're with us today as we take a couple minutes out of God's Word. And we're looking forward to a great weekend. Hope you are as well. And so we're in, still in Ephesians chapter 6. And actually all we're going to do today is we're going to evaluate the second half of a verse that we spent some time on yesterday. Uh, the verse references the shield of faith, being able to help us to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. I'm going to take a minute, a few minutes today and explain the premise of the fiery darts of the wicked. Okay, we are in verse 16. Ephesians 6 verse 16 says this, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let me tell you something interesting in the act. They use the word quench, which is a good, great word to use there. It doesn't talk about being able to eliminate. It doesn't talk about being able just to defend from it. It quenches. It eliminates their effectiveness. And when we take the next few minutes and look into what we mean by the fiery darts, you'll understand what I mean by quenching eliminates the effectiveness of. So let's take a minute and look into the idea of Darts. Now, please understand that when you look at different words in the Bible, and different, you know, the, you know, the King James is a little older, so therefore sometimes the words are just older, King, older English. But in this case, the word dart is used on purpose because in warfare, there was a major difference between someone shooting an arrow and someone shooting a dart. Obviously, arrows, larger weapons, were made to kill. Kill and maim and things of that nature. Darts were often smaller things that were simply made uh, for distraction. Mostly, they have very different purposes. There's a couple different purposes these kind of things would have. The first one is distraction. So what they would do is like they they would shoot this dart, full you know this burning dart, fiery dart. They'd catch it on fire and they shoot it into a brush close to where you're at. So instead of fighting the enemy that's coming at you, now you have to deal with this brush fire because. If you don't deal with the brush fire, it's going to get worse, and, and the fire alone could consume your, the, um, your entire group. So at this point, you have to get your eyes off of the war, and you got to get your eyes onto the fire. Another aspect of distraction, um, well, actually think about this. It actually can become so real if you don't deal with it. So please understand, these aren't small distractions. That fire could be a big deal. So we look at the idea of that. The, the, the distractions that come into our life, these aren't... These aren't just small little things. These are things that if they have our attention, we keep going after them, can cause some pretty massive pain. I mean, sin is a distraction. We look at it and say it's not that big of a deal, but if we're not careful, we don't deal with it, we keep going down that path, it, it can hurt. It can be so hurtful and damaging. Fear is a distraction. We can become consumed with fear for what would be some legitimate situations, but it's one thing to understand fear. It's one thing to recognize apprehension in a certain area. It's another thing to be consumed and controlled by said fear, and that, that's the battle. Thirdly, um, what Satan puts in your mind you can't overcome. Lies about who you think God is or what God thinks of you, lies about who others are, lies about what is truth, what is important. Satan can use tons of distractions. And so these small darts, they, they seem insignificant because they weren't, if you got hit by them, they weren't necessarily going to hurt you or kill you. They were just going to bring greater distraction. The other thing is, not only were they used for distraction, they were used for exposure. I read this, this part again, and Dr. Tony Evans' book on spiritual warfare. If you ever want to read a great book on spiritual warfare, Tony Evans does a great job on that. But he makes a point. One of the purposes of the arrows are darts, were to eliminate the place of protection 
so that the enemy could be exposed. And so in warfare, a lot of times, they would just shoot the enemy in the leg or try to set their clothes on fire. So if their clothes were on fire, they would either be on the ground rolling around trying to get it out or they would just take the clothes off. Either one of those, it put them into a greater level of exposure. It put them in greater danger. So they would shoot the dart, the person would react in response, and then they could send in somebody with a sword or shoot an arrow in or things of that nature. So it was exposing them. The other thing I think is interesting, a great example is in U.S. American history. When the cowboys and Indians used to fight, you know, the cowboys would put these fabric coverings over their wagons, mostly to protect them from the sun, um, to kind of, to an extent, protect their belongings inside. Well, they would also fight from inside the wagons. They couldn't be seen. So the Indian simple answer was light an arrow on fire, hit the tarp, and burn the tarp down. Now, anybody inside the wagon is exposed, and well, there you go, your, your defenses are taken down. So that's the same general idea that these darts were made to cause distraction, but they're also made for exposure. So uh, fire darts are meant to dismantle things in your life so that you can become open for other forms of attack that Satan wants to send your way. So what does this look like in spiritual warfare today? These fiery darts that expose, what are some things that it exposes in our lives? Uh, well, let's, let's look at a couple. One, it can expose fake. Anybody who is not, either not truly saved or they're not right with God. And, and by the way, if you're not truly saved, what we can have a tendency to do is we come to church and we want to sound church. We use a language, we dress a certain way, but we've never been saved. I think we want to, we might be seeking for it, but we've never been saved. Maybe we grew up religious and we've gone through some religious traditions in the past and, and we're convinced that's right, but we've never truly just repented of our sin and put our faith in Christ alone. Well, if you do that, you're going to come and try to sound churchy, but the fact is you're going to give up because it's not real. It sounds good, it might be. And if you come to church and religion hoping it's going to solve your problems and then discover it won't because it's not real, that's be frustrating. But there's another part of fake is you're saved, but there's some things in your life, some sins against other people, sins in your life towards God, you're not, you just don't want to get right. Well, you, you, when you do that, you, again, you lose the power of God. You have God in your life, but you lose his power. Well, in that case, it's, it becomes complicated because now you lose his power. And so you have to fake it. You have to fake the Christian life again. So you go similar, put on the right terminology, the right clothes, you sound good. But in reality, between you and God, you know it's not right. You got to go back to 1 John 1, 9. If he confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all righteousness. We need to do that. So it puts out this fake. So the other thing is he can expose fear. When I am the one walking by faith and stepping out, Satan can expose fear for which I struggle with. So it, it can expose fake in my Christian life, but even fear. So while I'm following God, and we talk about Sunday morning message, we talked a little bit about this. When I'm following God, if I allow fear to become a major aspect, we talked yesterday about the idea that emotion should not overrun my fear. My feelings should not overrun my fear. But if that happens, he can expose that. He can continue to put things in your life to convince you it's wrong, and your fear will then take over. So these darts expose, they're just used for distractions. They expose you in the aspect of fakeness. They expose fear. But you know what? I love this part. This is great. It exposes faith. He can expose faith. This shows, this, this faith shows that I'm not doing what I need. It is God working through me. We see God work in our weakness, and then we see how faith works. So, you know, it could be fake if I am, or it could be fear. These things are really what's going on. But if I'm walking by faith, it doesn't mean I'm righteous or perfect or good. It just means that I'm following God, and I'm willing to step out in faith. His darts will expose that because they will come. And that shield of faith, and this is where we go back and say, it quenches the fart. It doesn't just knock down the dart. It quenches 
the fiery darts. It puts out the fire. The simple premise would be they're shooting this dart, it bounces off the shield and the fire is gone. It's ineffective because it's faith. It hits the faith and it doesn't do anything because you're, you're, you are not distracted. You're not faking. You see what's coming on. You're not massively distracted because your eyes are on Jesus. You're aware of whatever it is that Jesus is allowing you to go through and you're trusting him on it. So when all these things come, it just exposes that you are walking in and by faith. To me, it's one of my favorite parts of this. That the fiery darts are there. Now, by the way, there may be a lot of distractions right now, valid distractions, and it's okay. But please remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Don't, don't be distracted by the people and the circumstances. They seem, uh, they're serious, but something's up. They may be a symptom of something greater. Please remember the source of the battle is Satan and his army. And then when you see these things, don't allow these distractions to consume you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. What do you say in Hebrews? Um, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, looking unto Jesus, keeping your eyes constantly. The idea of looking is in present tense. I'm always doing it. And that is something that we need to strive to do. Keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Let me encourage you. True faith. And again, it's tr- you know, we say sometimes it's an abstract idea, but if you, don't, if you want to know more about it, watch, watch or listen to yesterday's podcast. But true faith, the shield of faith, true faith that we can see God doing great work will expose God's power. It will not expose my spirituality or my maturity or my greatness. As a matter of fact, it'll expose my weakness. And what did, what did God say to Paul? His strength is made perfect through my weakness. May we allow him to do that today. May that be the thing that we follow. And in doing that, we can see God do things that we ourselves can never do. It's not about us. It's about him working through us. Keep your eyes on that and put your trust in that. Well, thanks for joining us this week as we have been going through the book of Ephesians. I hope it's a help. I hope it's an encouragement. I would challenge you, if you want a good book on spiritual warfare, Dr. Tony Evans has got a great book. I don't actually remember the name of it, but it's the one he wrote on spiritual warfare. Great book. I know it was an encouragement to me. A lot of the information the last couple of days have come from that. And I truly hope it's an encouragement to you. Again, thanks for joining us today. We hope you join us again on Monday.